Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. A few companies that are calling and saying that. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. We may be running short of raw materials at some point, but I think people imported quite a lot for the Christmas season okay. and were able to produce enough. So during the first quarter, imports of raw material may not be that much because companies plan ahead, and, and normally they have about three, four-month cycle. So for the first quarter, we've not had too many of these complaints. So if the issue, the problem is solved soonest, the impact will not be that bad, and it will not be that negative. But if we are unable to resolve it, and it continues and extends to the second quarter and beyond, then we'll get to that situation. Sachu Makwabwa is the chief executive of the Association of Ghana Industries. Production, sales, and patronage of tie and dye fabric took the local textile industry by storm in the mid-1980s and early 90s. It faded out and resurfaced by the turn of the century, only to become what players describe as a dying industry which needs government intervention to revive. As we mark Ghana Month, Love Business takes a look into how the industry has evolved and challenges posed by competitive products, mostly falling fabric, on our business journal today. You first get your fabric and your dyes and your chemicals ready. Here, on the KNUST campus, Nafisa Azuma, a fashion and textile designer at the Kumasa Technical University, takes her students through the process of tie-dye production. She is worried, despite the cumbersome nature of the process, patronage of the fabric is very low. The tie-and-dye industry has really gone down. They are not interested in tie-and-dye because of the Chinese interior-made tie-and-dye and batik fabrics in the market. The tie-and-dye business initial boom and employment it created suffered an earlier jolt due to what was believed to be a conspiracy by second-hand clothing dealers who found it a threat to their business. Tagging of the fabric, its patrons, Ajoyanki, at a late CK man's head song, saw patronage drop drastically. Ajoyanki, Ajoyanki. 
after a long while, the industry was reactivated in the early 2000s, but competition from cheaper products, mostly from China, proved another disincentive. The situation is compounded by high cost of imported chemicals for production. Here at the Kumase Central Market, tie-dye trader Ifia Jewa says the business started declining when the Chinese started imitating the fabric to penetrate the local market. The tie-dye business has really declined. Even in this market, the number of tie-dye traders has reduced. Prices of Ghanaian prints are higher because the quality is better than the Chinese goods. But most people prefer the cheaper ones. Tie and dye makers used to procure cotton cloth from ATL and GTP, but now they have to import. The high duties affect the price of the final product. Madame Ejewa says the local tie dye is more expensive than foreign ones. The Chinese made this rubber like. And Ghana made this pure cotton. The Ghana made is 45 cities pay 60 yards, and the Chinese made is 27 cities for 60 yards. The worrying situation has forced many traders like Victoria Du to leave the industry. Tie-dye business is difficult. Before you are done with selling a stock, prices would have gone up, so you need more money to restock. Victoria has now switched business to sell condo, which she says offers a better alternative. I lost all my 12,000 CD investment. I was compelled to apply for a loan, but it never worked. So I stopped. With 500 CDs, I started selling corn dough, which is always available, and I'm doing well. For Victoria, Mamia Jewa, and another colleague, Nafisa, government should implement policies to revive the business that used to employ many people. Until any such intervention, the Chinese will continue their hold of the local fabric market at the expense of growing Ghanaian economy. And just before we go, news just coming in is that International Monetary Fund, the IMF, says it has shut down its office in Ghana to test their capacity to manage the coronavirus. The fund has asked staff not to report to work and carry out all their responsibilities online. According to sources close to the fund, this is part of several simulation exercises it's undertaken if any of its staff gets infected. Joy Business understands that it is, it has, acting as of now, is this of now carrying all its activities on virtual platforms and that's all we have for you by way of joint business news this afternoon coming up next is the locker room with george ado jr I'm at the bank. Really? But your car is in front of your house. Bro, my bank or my phone, Charlie. Oh, how? Ecobank, bro. With Ecobank Mobile app, I can do everything, anywhere, anytime. Listen, I just checked my account balance, paid Amma's school fees, and sent money to my grandma at Walwale. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Masa, just download the Ecobank Mobile app from the Google Play Store or the App Store or dial star 770 hash and be your own bank manager. Manager, manager. Whether to pay bills or fees, to check account statements, Send money across Ghana, abroad, and more. Ecobank Mobile app has got it covered. Ecobank Mobile, making everyday people live everyday lives the Ecobank way. Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. Yeah, cause every time I hear joy, I say, yeah. 
Morris and I say keep on listening to Joe 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 Hello, I'm Sarah Mulkerns, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the very best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Hello, I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online. This is the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Adu Jr. Coronavirus has ripped the sporting weekend apart with so much off the table already on the European front. No games to save in the Italian Serie A, Spanish Liga and French Liga at least. We are three match days away from the first round of the Ghana Premier League. Week 15 beckons as Bidiama SC and Adriano Star Stassel for the league's top sport. The one top, you know, myself, you know, shouldn't play that game plan again. 4 4 2 is okay, or 4 4 3. One top is all good. Go on, yeah, Jeff, you play, and it comes back. It comes back to the defenders. And yeah. For me, my second, for the day one, they pick my second as a coach or coach. I told people that look, this man will know him very well. Maybe the local blaster, my second, if you are not his player, he will never fit you. Football, a lot of things happen, so we have to take it in good faith. We have another game in two or three days' time, so we have to go prepare the team for two or three days and then we see how it goes. Games coming in thick and fast as the Ghana Premier League begins to take shape. Hearts to work away to Ken Faisal as Sante Kotoko face into allies. Bijama SC visit Legon City to the crowd and the Giano Stars are party to a derby in Bechem. Analysis to come. Also coming up. It's Lewis Hamilton, champion of the world. Lewis Hamilton now only has Michael Schumacher ahead of him in terms of world championships won. Get in there, Lewis. What a drive, mate. That is it. Champion of the world. Did it in style, mate. You did that in style. Still we rise, guys. Still we rise. What an incredible weekend. Thank you so much, guys, for today. And to everyone that came out. (laughs) I can't believe it. I really can't believe it. This is your champion in 2019, Formula One fans. I dare say, as he runs over to his teammates, gets the embrace. Formula One, but the Australian Grand Prix has been called off after teams and drivers forced the hand of Formula One bosses. A decision to cancel the race was made early this morning after a McLaren team member tested positive for coronavirus in Melbourne. We'll bring you up to speed with the latest. Head to our Facebook page, joy slash 99.7, our WhatsApp line 0244340437, or tweet us at joysportsgh in reacting to our questions of the day. You are listening to The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Hello from me, George Alder Jr., and welcome. Live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. This is the Sound of Preview Friday on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Hello and welcome. Remember that you can send us your messages on our WhatsApp line 0244340437. So, let's start with coronavirus and its effect on football this weekend. I know there's no La Liga, no Serie A games as well. No French League R games and indeed elite leagues around the world have been suspended as a measure to control the raging coronavirus. Games in the French League's top two divisions have been suspended till April 15th. Now the Euros 2020 qualifiers at the end of the month are starting to feel the impact with Slovakia v Republic of Ireland set to take place behind closed doors. So just how will this sporting weekend play out in Spain and in Italy? Spanish football writer for Gazzetto della Sport, Filippo Ricci and Italian football expert Niki Badini. But first, let's head to the Spanish capital where we speak to Juan Castro of Maca. Juan, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we know the second leg of Manchester City's last 16 second leg, Champions League tie against Real Madrid, scheduled for Tuesday 17th March, has been postponed. 
The decision confirmed by UEFA comes after Real Madrid squad went into quarantine because of coronavirus. One, how did events in Madrid's basketball team then affect their football team? Yeah, the reason is very easy is because they train in the same area in Valdebebas, in the same training ground. Uh, of course, this, the basketball in their own training ground and the football one in the football fields, but they train in the same, they train every day in the same area. They share the, uh, you know, the, uh, for, for the, the, dinner, the dining room, the dining room. So they share all the uh, stuff for in the, in the gym, so on. So if they share some staffs, that's the reason old Real Madrid is in quarantine and not even only the players but also the workers of Valdebebas which is the huge training ground of Real Madrid basketball and football teams So one, no games this weekend in Spain I'll be speaking to your friend Filippo Ricci next on the show but tell me how much of a relief is this knowing that a concrete decision has finally been taken Yes, I mean, the uh, situation is quite difficult here. Of course, first is the health and uh, secondly is the football. It's true that the uh, society is not uh, used to live without football, but first is the health. And uh, what is uh, here uh, planning the authorities, the football authorities, La Liga and the Spanish Federation, is how is going to be the schedule in the, after these two weeks without football. So... Uh, when can we play these two games of every team after these two weeks without football? And the main question here is if this situation is uh, still lasting in the, in the time, how is going to be finished the competition? Because we have the Euro, the Euro football tournament in, uh, in June. So big question here and uh, it's difficult to answer all of this. One Castro writes for Maca in Madrid and we can now bring in the Spanish football writer for Gazeta de la Sport, Filippo Ricci and Italian football expert Nicky Bandini. Thank you guys for your time on the show but let's start with you and of course let's start in Italy, Nicky. Uh, so there's no sport till early next month. Have you been able to gauge the reaction of sports fans and clubs right there? Um, I, I think, you know, there's, there's limited actual speaking going on today but I think there's to a certain extent a degree of um, I don't know if relief is the right word um, to use but certainly um, some uh, some relief being felt at the, the certainty of the situation. The last few weeks have been so inconsistent the messaging we've got from government, the messaging we've got from football's governing bodies and I think a lot, um, to be fair to those governing bodies, a lot of that has been down to the fact they don't know what the best thing to do is. They're waiting for guidance from the medical community, guidance from the government and so the certainty of saying we're not going to play football at least until April the 3rd I and mean, of course this is a fluid situation so bear in mind just because the ban is until then now doesn't mean it won't go even further but knowing that you're not going to have a repeat of what happened at the weekend when you had Paraman Spal set to kick off at 12.30 getting told literally as players were in the tunnel oh this game might not go ahead after all I think although no one is happy of course within football about the reality of a season that is going to be incredibly complicated to finish people are relieved not to be operating in a situation of total confusion anymore and to have clarity at least about what happens over the next three weeks As you say finishing the season will be absolutely difficult what sense are you getting at the moment? Can the season be completed or, I mean, is there a risk the season won't be completed? Um, there's definitely a risk that the season won't finish because, again, first of all, we don't know that this is the end of the suspension. We know that it's been suspended until April the 3rd, but this is a, a live public health crisis. We don't know if it's going to get worse. We don't know if things are going to improve with this quarantine measure. So everything is, is fluid. But even if football resumes with a full schedule from April the 3rd, um, it's going to be very complicated to finish the season. We're already in a spot where before this suspension happened, um, if Inter were to reach the finals of the Europa League and Coppa Italia, there literally aren't enough match dates left in the season, certainly with its current end date, to get all of their games completed. So that was already the case. You're now going to add a further three weeks to that. It's, it's going to be impossible to finish on the original schedule um, with this suspension. What might be possible is to extend summer, and a lot of that depends on other decisions, bigger decisions that get taken across Europe. I think, you know, a lot of people in Italy at least think it's possible, at least think it's going to be talked about that we might see Euro 2020 postponed 
um, delayed, cancelled. These are really nuclear-sounding scenarios, but I think the people who are living through this quarantine Italy are at least looking at that and saying, well, if this can happen here, why wouldn't that be a possibility? And if that happens, then of course the domestic football calendar might have some new options with the summer, but all of this is conjectured. And honestly, I'm telling you all these things and all of it feels so speculative because the fact is that we don't have these answers yet and they're going to be things that are going to be talked about a lot um, by the governing bodies in the next few weeks. Yeah, Nikki, you talk about the Euro situation and we know it's due to start in Rome. That's always an interesting one, always a moving situation. Let's go over to Spain. Filippo Ricci is there. What's the reaction to the news that football in the top two divisions are suspended, at least for this weekend? Well, they're not happy because uh, in Spain we are, uh, I'm saying, I would say, two laps behind uh, in uh, compared to Italy because uh, the, the coronavirus has, uh, has spread here for already for a few weeks, but people were kind of not considering that too much. Now that the the, the, the impact has hit the country, so now there is a big shock. And uh, but they are still kind of uh, congregating, so they they still don't uh, understand that uh, you know the, the the best thing to do is to stay at home. So they are complaining about the 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 fact that they are going to play behind closed doors. Richie, what happened then with the games to be played behind closed doors? Valencia was an interesting one, and there's Barcelona Napoli to come next week. The the, the basket um, uh, game last week between uh, Milan and uh, Valencia, I think no, Milan, I don't know the opponent, and uh, it was the same. Only the TV right holders can get in, so th- this is why I decided not to travel, but also because you know we, we uh, Madrid is the, is the main focus at the moment of the coronavirus in Spain. The schools and the university have been closed from tomorrow for 15 days, so there is no point in uh, you know in traveling. And and now, if you want, uh, there is another, I think, big piece of news that uh, the um, Spanish government has just blocked the flights from Italy to Spain. So I don't know how Roma can uh, can get to Sevilla. They have to play there on Thursday, and Getafe has to go to Milan on Thursday, and then and they have to come back. But at the moment, the government has blocked the flights, so they have to find another solution. So, Nikki, final one. We know domestic football is off. How about the UEFA Champions League with two games involving Italian clubs? Well, I mean, this is all, again, as Filippo has just said, it's, it's all very complicated. Next week, as you say, we've got um, Napoli uh, supposed to be in Barcelona. We've got um, Juventus who are supposed to be hosting Lyon. At the moment, um, Italy has, has given exemptions to teams in Champions League and in well in European football competitions, so they're going to be allowed to fly. They're going to be allowed to. Um, well, all clubs have been given the exemption to train. Although some clubs, including Milan, have just announced they're going to um, suspend their training until the 15th of March. But clubs are continuing to to at least practice together. And those games behind closed doors have been given the green light to go ahead, putting um, blocks on on flights happening. And again, um, how that gets dealt with is <laughs> it's it's all to be determined. These are things that are happening in real time. Spanish football writer for Gazeta de la Sport. Italian football expert Nicky Bandini joining me on the show for that. We look forward to a rather bizarre weekend in the world of sports. Thanks, guys. And yeah, we know that a lot has been cancelled. And as you know, yeah, there's no English Premier League this weekend. It's off. With the Champions League as well. Next week, those of you are looking forward to a live commentary. Enjoy 99.7 FM. That's also off. So pretty much everything is off. Well, you can send us your messages on the WhatsApp line 0244340437. Later on the show, we hear from John Bennett as we talk about uh, what the indications are, the implications of um, a possible suspension of the English Premier League are to Liverpool's uh, title chances and all of that. That will be up next when I get to talk to the BBC John Bennett on the special Choice Sports BBC two-way series. Now, though, there's more that the coronavirus has been able to do. There's no Formula One this weekend. Most of you are getting ready for it. That as well has been postponed and we're not sure when it's going to be getting back into it. But you have to enjoy this next discussion. Live on radio, live online. This is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr.
such a joke. I mean, they had information like a lot earlier and still they're if they're afraid of health issues, why are they letting us stand here? It was really packed. We were really tied together. And just feeling sad, disappointed, don't know what to say. Traveled all the way across the half of the world almost to get here. The Australian Grand Prix has been called off after teams and drivers forced the hand of Formula 1 bosses. A decision to cancel the race was made early this morning after a McLaren team member tested positive for the coronavirus in Melbourne. Now the race's abandonment was not made official for another eight hours. By that time, Ferrari Sebastian Vettel and Alfa Romeo's Kimi Raikkonen had flown home. The decision throws into doubt the rest of the Formula 1 season with the Bahrain Grand Prix due to take place next weekend without spectators. The next race definitely is the next race to definitely come under scrutiny. Let's try to understand the situation better. And joining me now on the line is the BBC's Formula One commentator, Jack Nichols, who is in Australia as we speak. Jack, thank you very much for your time on the show. First, tell us, how did Formula One arrive at this decision? So members of certain teams were at the circuit and were showing symptoms of the coronavirus. So they were self-isolated and tested for the virus. Now, most of them came back negative, but one member from McLaren came back positive for the coronavirus. And from then on, it, it really felt like a, an inevitability that the race would have to be called off because it's such a, you know, a, a tight-knit paddock. Everybody has been in the paddock. The drivers have been in the paddock for the last two days. And then the paddock moves around the world, in theory, but obviously that, you know, may or may not happen. But in theory, they're going to Bahrain next week. So it was very much unlikely. It was, it was a tough ask for the Grand Prix to happen this weekend, full stop. And it was well known that if there was one case of coronavirus within the paddock itself, within the Formula One teams, then the chances are the race wouldn't go ahead. Well, Jack Lewis Hamilton insisted that he was shocked the Grand Prix was still going ahead. As said yesterday, how willing were the other drivers and teams? Well, I think it was it's very much a, a each to their own in sort of their opinions because you had some that felt, well, if the Australian government is happy to let people in, then we'll go and then we'll we'll do a race, you know. It's not necessarily for Formula One to decide what is best for public health, you know. We're here to, or they're here to drive racing cars and design racing cars public health is not necessarily their expertise so on that front they to a degree have to rely on, on local governments but I think when everybody left for Melbourne so last weekend Monday it seemed like not a crazy thing to do but certainly over the last 48 hours as, as we've seen around the world things have escalated so quickly that certainly today the feeling became this this doesn't seem like the right thing to do in, in the context of, of the global situation thank you jack nichols for your time jack nichols Formula one commentator right in melbourne and we'll be seeing you very soon shortly well if sunday's race went ahead Formula one fans will be looking to two significant landmarks Lewis Hamilton is shooting for his seventh Drivers' World Championship title, which will draw him level with Michael Schumacher. The second is collective. As the sport celebrates its 70 years of the World Championship, this season was definitely going to see the fastest cars in history before a new look Formula 1 season in 2021 uh, to add seconds to the lap times. Joining me on the line are in-house Formula 1 experts Raymond Nyamado. Thank you very much, Raymond, for your time. And really shocking the turn of events, but you know what? It's a bit unthinkable that Formula 1 were willing to allow 4,000 or so officials, team members and media to fly halfway around the world to hold a race in front of nearly 100,000 spectators at this time of global concern. It's quite strange that we're heading into this weekend expecting that Formula 1 was going to take place simply because the Formula 1 and FIA and the Australian Grand Prix Corporation were pushing ahead with events for this weekend's opener. And so it was quite a strange one. COVID-19 has actually ripped two sports all over the world. And you look at how sporting activities have been halted. The UEFA Champions League has been hit. The Europa League has been hit. You know, leagues across Europe has been have been hit. And it's, it's, it's been a problem. So, you know, for Formula 1 to still stay adamant and try to push ahead with their plans for this weekend. It was quite a strange call, but you know, you look at the test results that came from the Victorian Chief Health Officer, who clearly stated that seven team members had tested negative and one had tested positive, and that unfortunately happened to be a member of Team McLaren. It was always going to be very difficult to see this race go on, because you know, 
even out of good faith, it wasn't going to be fair to Team McLaren because, you know, they have a, a bit of a problem. So I think that's a good decision that this race has been cancelled and it would go a long way to affect the whole season because we're expecting that the first three races were going to be cancelled. Uh, so you look at the Bahrain race and then you look at the Vietnam race as well. These were definitely going to be hit because of, you know, how the pandemic has been spreading. I think that this actually changes the dynamics of this whole season Formula 1. I don't know what's going to be the fate of the rest of the races, but even before the season started, we knew that out of the 22, the Chinese Grand Prix was certainly not confirmed. And so, you know, for the first three races to be hit like this, it's been confirmed that Australian Grand Prix won't be happening. But you look at Bahrain and you can look at Vietnam, who have also, you know, introduced border controls. And so it clearly they, they've introduced border controls, restricting people from Italy from coming into their country in the, in the, in the previous 14 days. That also is a problem because Alfa Tauri, Ferrari and Pirelli will be hit if that, you know, uh, law is actually enforced. And so, you look at the challenges that Formula 1 is going to face at the start of the season due to coronavirus, and you say that, look, the season hasn't started well. This certainly wasn't what we bargained for. This wasn't what we were expecting. But, George, there are times these things happen, and we have to deal with it. I think that the FIA and Formula 1 would look for for an amicable plan and see how things will go um, for the rest of the season. But I still think that um, all is not lost. I think once the pandemic is kept under control, I think that Formula 1 lovers will be able to watch Formula 1 this season. And George, you look at what the Australians were doing. The Australians were trying so hard to actually push this race through because autograph sessions were cancelled this week. And you look at the fact that about 80,000 people were going to gather to watch the practice sessions. This was always going to expose them to a lot of risk. And also... On race day, we're expecting about 100,000 fans to actually troop to Albert Park to actually watch this race. It was always going to be very difficult, and there were definitely going to be lots of races attached to Formula 1 starting this weekend. So, I think the call is in the right direction, and we'll hope to see how the season pans out. Well, Raymond, Lewis Hamilton is shooting for his 7th Drivers' World Championship title, which will draw him level with Michael Schumacher. Hamilton starts the season as a hot favourite, we know, uh, to win the Drivers' Championship. Based on the historic form of his partnership with Mercedes, now established as the most successful team in the history of the sport, are you fancying him? This is going to be a very difficult season for Lewis Hamilton. And I say it's going to be very difficult because he has a lot of challenges. He has a lot of hurdles to overcome. He has a lot of records he wants to surpass. He has a lot of records he wants to equal. And so, you know... Hamilton has shown over the past few years that he's a tough customer. He's very, you know, strong mentally. He has great control over what he does. And so I think that um, you look at what to expect from him and you look at the pressure that's going to be on him. It's, it's, it's quite difficult for me to say he's going to have it very easy this season. And you look at the fact that, you know, there's a generational battle that he has to fight. He has to, you know, deal with some of these youngsters who have been driving very well. You know, these are, you know, ever-improving, you know, rising stars. You talk of the likes of Max Verstappen. You talk about Charles Leclerc. You talk about Albon and Ocon and the likes. These are, you know, drivers who are considered the next generation of Formula 1. And so, you know, you look at how they are actually, you know, hoping to wrestle supremacy from Lewis Hamilton and you can tell that, look, it's going to be a very difficult season for him. But he's actually shown a lot of mental toughness over the years. So, I think that Lewis Hamilton in that regard would try to, you know, put up a tough skin and try to deal with whatever is thrown at him. And let's not forget that Lewis Hamilton goes into this season hoping to actually equal or surpass surpass, uh, Michael Schumacher's uh, um, you know, 91 wins in the Grand Prix. He is just seven wins short. I think so. Yes, he's actually won 84 races, so he's just seven wins short of that. And so that is something that he would want to actually, you know, catch up with and then you know surpass if he can. And you also look at his performances in the last few years. He's been very, very consistent in the last, you know, since 2014. He's been consistent. He's won 11 races in 2014. In 2015, he won 10 races. 2016, he won 10 races. 2017, nine races. 2018, 2019, he won 11 races. And you look at his last two years and how he won those races. At the start of last season, he won a lot of races and getting to the end of the, the season, he tried to consolidate points and just won about two races there. And the, in, the, in the 2018 season, he didn't win too many races at the start, but finished off very well. So, it's actually shown that he's that driver who is very versatile on the circuit. He knows what time it is and always knows that, you know, there's, there's always a competition going on and he needs to react. And so, 
I think that Lewis Hamilton will go into this season's race very confident, but I think there's a lot of pressure on the man. There's a lot of pressure, and if he doesn't handle the pressure well, that could be his undoing this season. And you look at the chasing pack as well. Valtteri Bottas is definitely going to give him competition from his own team. And, you know, the W11 chassis has been in fine form this season. And you look at that, you know, dual access tearing has caused a lot of controversy. You can actually tell that Mercedes are in for business this season. And you even look at what happened during the testing. They were the fastest during the six days of testing in Barcelona. And so I think that the chassis is very good. Lewis Hamilton has a very cool head. Lewis Hamilton is a very tough customer. And so we, we, we can expect Lewis Hamilton to be hoping to recall Michael Schumacher's record of seven championships. I think that that shouldn't be beyond him. But it's definitely going to be a very, very difficult season for Lewis Hamilton. Ray, we'll save the rest of the analysis for when the season actually begins. Thank you very much, Raymond Yamada, for your time this afternoon. So I'm sure the Formula 1 fans are looking forward to when the season will start. Now we know it's not happening this weekend, but there's a bit of information right now for you. It looks like it's going to be starting at the end of May. That's coming in from Formula 1 and FIA. So we're looking forward to it. If it's going to start at the end of May, then there's more to come in the 2020 season of the Formula 1. Now, there's more football to come on the show, but you remember, you can still send us your messages on our WhatsApp line 0244340437. Yes, we'll have to talk about uh, all that's happening in England. Before that, don't let's stay here in the country. Uh, we've got special games for you on the local front. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. One top, you know, myself, you know, shouldn't play that game plan again. 4 4 2 is okay, or 4 4 3. One top is all good. Go, go on the car. Yeah, you have to play and it comes back. It comes back to the defenders. And yet, for me, my second, for the day why they pick my second, I said, coach, or coach. I told people that look, this man will know him very well. Maybe the local blaster, my second, if you are not his player, you will never fit you. Now, the Ghana Premier League is nearly at its halfway stage and managers are mentally preparing a halftime report with match day 15 very much on the horizon. Special fixtures to come. Midyama SC and Adriano Stars are neck and neck at the league summit. Victoria Nadebayov into allies and Adriano Stars forward. Yaya Mohamed continue to tassel for it, even though the Nigerian is right above him with 12 goals so far in the season. There's everything to play for. My colleague Benedict Awusu joins me with some insight ahead of the weekend. Thanks, Ben, for your time. The surge and away win so far this season in the Ghana Premier League is truly remarkable. But Chip United and Adriano Stars were beneficiaries on day 14. What has accounted for this trend? I think it's been amazing for the first time in so many seasons, uh, teams are able to go away and grind results. Some seasons ago, it was always a Herculean task, uh, you know, winning away from home. Uh, but now things have changed. I mean, let's look at something here. On match day one, we had two away wins out of the nine matches that, I mean, were played. Uh, the number then doubled on match day two. So four away wins on match day two. And since then, it has never gone back. And you look at the statistics, I mean, 30 away wins out of the 80, 80 wins uh, in the Premier League, which is very, very impressive. Now, uh, teams have realized uh, that it is not about playing at home or away. If you put in the best performance, you definitely will get a result. Other people are also of the opinion that uh, things have changed for the better in terms of officiating. That's why the trend uh, is what we are seeing now. Uh, because of uh, because for, for them, it was always difficult winning away, especially when the home team were taking care of uh, the match officials. So it's been good, and I hope the trend continues. Ben, no coincidence, uh, Bichem United will welcome Adriano Stars to the Bichem Park in this special derby. And Midyama are back in a crowd to face Legon Cities, which of the joint leaders has a relatively easier task. Relatively easier task. I think based on the results here for Adriana and Mediama in their last two games and how their opponent this weekend have performed so far. Uh, for me, I think Mediama's task is easier than that of Adriana's stars. Adriana uh, are going to play against a team that went to the Obwasil and Clay Stadium uh, to be that shanty gold. Uh, that, that should sink in. Uh, aside that, uh, Bichim have been impressive and uh, we see that uh, on the table. They are now eighth with 21 points, just six points separating them and the top two on 27 points each. So it will be a difficult task for Indiana, uh, but uh, they will take inspiration from the fact that they went away in midweek to beat Wafa at their own backyard. Uh, for Midiama and Ligon Cities, if their last game is uh, anything to go by, then straight away you will say uh, it will be a Midiama SC win. But, but mind you, uh, 
uh, for mind you at the Accra Stadium. The, the, the last time uh, Legon City uh, played there, they beat Wafa four uh, one. So their home record uh, is not that bad. I think we can we, we can settle for a draw in this game or a medium win. After thrashing the noisy neighbours heavily, Hearts to Luke's reward is a trip to Ken Faisal on Monday. The result for this looks pretty straightforward, but are Neil Doom's men feeling any better playing at home? Well, for Kwa Hartofolk, they needed that win over Olympics. The fact that it was a comprehensive win also helped. They, they had gone four games without a win, and anything short of that on Wednesday uh, wouldn't have been good for them. They, they were good for Olympics. They were too good on the day, and they deserved the win. What that translates to their game against Kim Faisal, yes, I think so, uh, because they're on fine form, they're on fire now. Kim Faisal themselves not looking too convincing, still looking for their first win uh, in the league. I don't think they can trouble hard to folk. Asante Kotoko face into allies in a special home game, and one in which the allies forwards, Victoria Nadebaya, will be looking to add to his season tally of 12 so far. However, the Pocopines have been on some great form following the crash meeting with the executive chairman. Are three points assured for Kumasi Asante Kotoko? No, three points is not assured, George. Uh, they really must work hard for it. After what I saw last night in their game against Sharks at the Accra Stadium, uh, this will be tough uh, for them, especially without Debayo's form. He just can't stop scoring and assisting. Yesterday, he scored a beautiful goal in down so to help his side win uh, 3-2 over Liberty Professional. So for me, Kotoko will find it tough dealing with him and the Interallies uh, team. They really have to push very, very hard because Interallies pushed the crowd hard for last Sunday. So Kotoko must be at their best to win or else it will be an interlaced uh, game to lose and your predictions then Benedict for the other ties involving Brickham Chelsea Sharks Great Olympics I'll go for a Chelsea win they are still in the race three points uh, behind uh, the top two they really want to catch up so I think I'll go for a Brooklyn Chelsea win Sharks are on top form for me I think they can also get a win at home Olympics must get a win uh, to erase their dropping at the hands of Accra Hartford but uh, they, they come up against a Liberty professional side George that also lost their last game uh, which they played yesterday to internalize by three goals to three and would definitely want to get back to winning race Thank you very much Benedict for your time and of course, we cross over the oceans and find out what's happening in England. Two things for you before we get into that discussion. English Premier League suspended this weekend. Uh, there are no games uh, for you as well. What would it mean for Liverpool, uh, just in case the, the whole season gets suspended? I know one of you have been trying to get at Liverpool fans. Tell me if there's any item of truth in that in terms of what will happen uh, to Liverpool's title chances and all. Well, we have to now go for the Joy Sports BBC two-way series. I had a great chat with the BBC's John Bennett. Thanks, John, for your time this weekend. And we must start with the possible effect of coronavirus on the English Premier League, of course. In truth, Syria, the Spanish Liga and the French Liga at least have shown the way. Arsenal Manchester City has been postponed and we know quite a number of games are likely to be as well this weekend. How threatened is the EPL? Yes, so it looks as though no football this weekend in the Premier League. Premier League uh, having a, uh, have had a meeting on, on Friday morning and um, yeah, the, the effects have been felt but I think the turning point is Mikel Arteta the Arsenal manager being diagnosed with uh, coronavirus he'll make a full recovery. Callum Hudson-Odoi of Chelsea uh, Everton as well, the whole squad in self-isolation after a player reported um, suffering from symptoms, hasn't been tested yet. Leicester City also impacted three players in, in self-isolation after reporting symptoms, no, no results of a test. So the Premier League being hugely impacted, leagues around Europe as well, um, no La, La Liga until... Uh, next month, you've got Bundesliga games this weekend behind closed doors. Then the league will be suspended until April. You've got, um, it looks though, like Ligue 1 and Ligue 2 in France being suspended as well. So massive impacts and more questions than answers at the moment about what, what this will mean for the end of the season, if the season will come to an end. Let's talk the on-the-pitch issues right now and focus on the performances of English clubs in the UEFA Champions League. First, Chisholm Mourinho Spurs, who lost 4-0 in that to RB Leipzig. Chelsea complained about serious injury concerns undoing him. Is that enough excuse for the troubles the Lily Whites have had under him? 
I think he does have an excuse. You look at that first team that played against RB Leipzig, it looked really weak. You, I mean, I was shocked by how, how weak it looked without Harry Kane, without Son. Various other injury worries. They've lost Christian Eriksen, of course. He's gone to Inter. I think that squad needs a massive refresh, doesn't it, in the, in the European summer. The question is, will Jose Mourinho give, be given the money? And will he be given the resources in terms of the the good recruitment team needed to get these players in he didn't get that at Manchester United and we quickly saw things unravel didn't we George and we quickly saw grumpy Jose and we saw that have a negative impact on results on the fans on the whole football club and if you're a Tottenham fan you just worry that that will happen again at Tottenham Jose Mourinho for me is someone who has always worked well with fantastic teams he gets the best out of fantastic teams fantastic players can he rebuild a team I'm not sure he can I think uh, there's going to be long term problems at Tottenham with Jose Mourinho in charge I think I think long term there'll they'll, they'll be real trouble there because he's just got no track record for, for rebuilding teams I think Tottenham need huge surgery to that squad there'll be time I think maybe now maybe more time now to, to get things done with what's happening in English football to, to think about a long term strategy but it's a real worry and the other concern would be can they keep hold of their best players if they're not in the Champions League Harry Kane will he be thinking about moving on there's no indication of that at all <laughs> I haven't been speaking to his agents or Harry Kane but it is a worry will they start losing more of their best players if they don't seem to be a club that's going to be challenging right at the top of the Premier League well defending champions Liverpool crashed out of the competition after a 3-2 defeat at Anfield against Atletico Madrid Liverpool have suffered four defeats there in the last seven games and the attacking trio have not looked as sharp in recent games is this down to fatigue? I think it is. I think at the start of the season, I made a prediction. I thought Manchester City would win the league, which obviously is completely um, flawed. But my thinking wasn't flawed in that I thought that Liverpool's players would start suffering fatigue in February, March and April because of what they did last season, getting to the Champions League final. Also playing in the Cup of Nations, Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah playing in the Copa America with uh, Alisson and, and Roberto Firmino. So there were various reasons why you thought that Liverpool, with the way they play, the, the intensity, that they might start suffering from fatigue. I think another reason is there's no great backup for the, the front three. They've got a fantastic first 11, Liverpool, but there are some question marks in terms of the, the backup, particularly for that front three. Divock Origi is a good player, but they haven't got a great player who can step up into that front three. So maybe Timo Werner will be the man to sign in the European summer to just bulk up that front three, especially when you consider that there's an Africa Cup of Nations in January and February, which will mean that Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah will miss around six games. Well, John, let's stick with Liverpool, who are on the verge of winning the English Premier League title for the first time in 30 years. However, the future is unclear with suspension of the league in sight. How is this resolved? Yeah, it's just going to be a hugely difficult situation. There's, there's the problem at the top of the league, there's the problem at the bottom of the league. Surely you have to complete the season. You must complete the season. I think Tuesday will tell us a lot because you wait for a meeting to talk about the Europa League and Champions League and also the Euros. Uh, for me, what, what, what people are talking about possibly could happen is that the Euros could be postponed for a year. Then, could the domestic seasons be elongated to go into the summer would that be possible could they go into june the trouble is this doesn't look like ending anytime soon the peak in the uk apparently of coronavirus will be in may and june so that is a huge difficulty for the organizers of of all, of all sport but particularly football in the uk and, and across europe so for me the integrity of the competitions i think there has to be an end to the season um at the top of the league it's less of a problem in the Premier League because Liverpool, I think most people would agree, have won the Premier League already. But it's not quite official, uh, which which is a shame. Uh, if if they'd have won the league, I think that would have been it would have taken away one problem. The big issue for me is down the bottom and also with promotion to the Premier League. There's a lot of money at stake if you're relegated from the Premier League. There's a lot of money at stake if you're promoted. Leeds and West Brom, at the moment, they look as though they're going to get promoted from the Championship to the Premier League. How could you call an end to a season? Such a tough situation. There are various scenarios. Maybe you could have two extra teams in the Premier League next year, not relegate anyone, but allow West Brom and Leeds to go up. 
but it's such a complicated scenario and um, we've got weeks and weeks of speculation about this because th- th- we still don't know what impact coronavirus outbreak is going to have in this country. Bruno Fernandes has been an instant hit since joining Manchester United. What has contributed to his fantastic performances so far? Yeah, I think he's been fantastic, hasn't he? He's really been great. Nine games he's played, all unbeaten. Um, so Bruno Fernandes has been excellent for Manchester United. And Odion Gallo has been sensational as well. Four goals in three games for Manchester United. It's, it's just brilliant to see Odion Gallo come in and do so well. And Bruno Fernandes as well. It shows you that you can make excellent January signings. And it means that Paul Pogba is less important to Manchester United as well. So we always expected him to leave in the summer. I'm sure he'll leave in the summer now. And Manchester United can rebuild without him. And the BBC is John Bennett there. And we'll be looking forward to everything that happens. More analysis surely definitely to come. So that's the Liverpool anthem there. But we're looking forward to a massive parade as they get closer to winning the EPL title for the first time in 30 years. But could there be problems? It looks like there are problems along the way. So with the situation we have right now in the English Premier League, we're just trying to find out if Liverpool are safe, if they can grab their title, if there's no problems, if the league gets suspended. Oriku Apofo has been diving into the books, the history books, to see what he's got out there. Oriku, what did you find out? Well, I think uh, it's a strange one, but let me just lay the premise that there is a possibility of the league being voided and Liverpool not being awarded champions or being crowned champions, champions of yeah. the English Premier League. Uh, but before I do, you know, go ahead with the findings, uh, a lot would depend on Tuesday, you know, things will probably be ironed out better when UEFA do meet on Tuesday and decide whether the Euro 2020 would come on this summer or not. Mm. Because... If it's still supposed to come on this summer, then club football has to end latest by May because the competition is supposed to take place in June. So if that does happen, then the Premier League has to take an independent decision. Now, this is where, you know, the bolts and nuts do come in. And unfortunately for the Premier League, you cannot blame them, but they never, you know, expected or anticipated a global pandemic to hit their league. So there is no rule in the prospectus or rule book or anything that has to do with how the league would be resolved. Mm. And so what that means is that the Premier League has rather put in a caveat that states that there can be, uh, you know, changes to the laws or active, they, they can re-amend stuff yeah, yeah. in these rule books. Now, what does that takes is for clubs to vote. Now, because the Premier League is a domestically run mm. league, uh, 14 out of the 20 Premier League clubs can vote to make absolutely any decision. Okay. And what I'm hearing right now is that there's one London club and a couple other clubs who today started making a point for the league to be voided. So... If they are able to garner more support from teams in the league and they reach 14, that's two-thirds of the league, and they decide that the Premier League should be voided, that's it. that would be the case because it's, 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 a, it's, it's a, as simple a, as that. It's a, it's a democratic but, league, so right, the right, people so, do have Yes, yeah, so let's make it very simple for those listening in. I'm sure Liverpool fans will get slightly worried. The point is that there are no rules that, point, that, that quite pointly, point directly to yeah. what can be done in this situation. Yeah. That's either the league is voided. The league can only be voided if the clubs vote. Yeah. And if about 14 of them agree that the league should be voided, it will go that way. That's it. Yeah, but after today's meeting, the general consensus or feeling was that majority of the club representatives actually want the league to go on and be completed. Now, mm. this is because of the complications with money yeah. and the TV rights yes. and, you know, how they do generate their revenue. So... It will still depend like, on a lot. And, and you know, it's important for the Tuesday meeting whether yeah, the Euros yeah. are, are going to happen or not. Because if the Euros don't happen, they, it creates space then for, for the domestic leagues to fill in, right? Yeah, certainly. And there would be more pressure on the Premier League to end soon. 
but of course, they said that the league would resume after suspension on April 3rd, but they are still open, depending on how the virus, uh, you know, is handled in the UK. Uh, but, you know, the Prime Minister Boris Johnson has also stated that it's, it will probably get worse before it gets better. So health ministers are saying that they do believe that the numbers are beyond what's being reported. A lot more people are infected. So they cannot give a specific time. So it looks like it could be a long ride. So absolutely anything can happen. Options are still open for games to be played behind closed doors later. Or there could be a suspension. The league could be voided. There could be a playoff, interestingly. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Uh, between Liverpool and Man City to decide yeah. who wins the wins league, the league yeah. and then there could also be an extension of the league to 22 teams from next season. So there would be various proposals, but at the end of the day, 14 league clubs would have to vote on a decision for it to be final. Well, thank you very much, Wilcom, for joining me, and I can see a bit of reaction right now on our WhatsApp console. It's expected. All we're seeing is that these are possibilities, and we're looking straight to that. So um, I got a, it's a message from Ami from Tema. says that please tell the guy in the studio he's not serious by saying that. Look, there is a possibility that Liverpool wouldn't be crowned champions and me from Tema. Things happen in football and things do happen. There were world wars, there were first world war, second world war. Leagues really, really got voided and they had to start again. So you want to look at that again. Even the German situation, they, they tend to promote the teams to join those up in the elite division and they play again. So there are so many possibilities. We're just looking at how things go, but that's about it for uh, the locker room. It's been bizarre, I must say. We were here trying to preview games, looking forward to uh, the special game to come this weekend but of course it didn't happen that didn't happen we're here talking about how coronavirus has had its own way in doing this my name is George Adder Jr we're back next week with another lovely edition of the show hopefully we can talk about some more action to come till then be good Thanks for listening to The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. The podcast will be available online at myjoyonline.com in 30 minutes. This production was powered by Joy Sports and supported by the BBC World Service. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Celebrating 25 years of promoting democracy and good governance. Hello, welcome here. The headline news are two with me, Komla Adum. Coming up, IMF and UN agencies in Ghana shut their offices and ask workers to stay home after it emerged one of the cases recorded in Ghana of a virus as an employee of the UN. 
Also, residents of Pung in the Greater Accra region demand closure of landfill site as they claim youth there are dying from pollution. Details now. The International Monetary Fund, IMF, and UN agents. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.